0: Hello, listening people! G'day, mates! I'm... not Ryan. And I'm also not Ryan. And you're also not Bartek, because that's me! Yes, indeed. I'm Luke Peverell, once again filling in for Ryan, who is taking an extended visit home.
1: Yes, and once again, you are at Luke and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces, where we find the movies that have not been appreciated in time, and we give them the love that they deserve. Day deserve, day deserve, day deserve, and also nice deserve, and also <laughs> nice deserve, mm, nice um, and we hope that through our efforts we can give them a more cult status in time. We want these to be put on
0: that heritage listed thing that they do in America, where like a movie is a piece of art, and they put it away in case of the nuclear war, so that
1: humanity can resurrect itself. Yeah. Mm. So Ryan recovered from his injury last week when he unappreciated—not unappreciated, but undersold Snow Dogs. But this time he um, got in a bus accident. He is in an island now and he's stuck and he's waiting for a helicopter of monkeys to save him. I yes, guess. a jet-propelled monkey-navigated yeah. rocket. I think the Oranges will buy that. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, this week, we are doing the last episode of our Dog Month Dogathon that we've been doing this February. It's a dog's life, ladies and gents. You heard it here first. What a fun month it's been. Ryan and Luke have been in the same number of episodes, but between the <laughs> two between the two of you guys, you've been in every Dog Month episode. It's been a good month. Yes, so we've had Scooby-Doo 1, which you were the guest on. Yeah, and what a movie it was. Scooby-Doo 2, which was also a fantastic... Uh, Shaggy Dog, which, which was also a movie, which was a movie that yes. was also very fan You saw that one, yeah, Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen was in that one. Mm-hmm. There, Tim Allen in that movie. That's a callback, indeed. Ah, uh, then we did last week. We did Snow Dogs, starring Cuba Gooding Jr.'s face, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s malleable face, indeed. And now, what is the movie that we are doing this week? Ask me that question so that I can do the title. What movie are we doing this week, Bort? This week, we are doing Stare Psy, or Stare Vigi, as the localization title was. What does that mean? Because you do not speak Polish. Nope. In... No. Dirty Italian. Mmm. You were in the Axis powers and we were the ones invaded. Ooh, this got real. <laughs> the movie Stare Psy, or Stare Vigi, is Old Dogs. Starring Robin Williams and John Travolta. Mm-hmm. And John Travolta and Robin Williams. Indeed. Luke, I don't think we can do this one alone. No, I don't think we can. We're going to have to call in a third party to help us out. Good thing there's one sitting right next to me. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest for this episode is Mr. Daniel Visser. Oh,
2: thanks for calling. It's an honour to be here. I've Thanks, thanks for to coming this. in,
1: Dan. It's fantastic to have you. So, ladies and gentlemen who are listening people, and the gentlemen who are next to me as the episode people, I guess, mm-hmm. are you guys ready for Old Dogs? I hope we are. This is now remember this is a third Disney movie in a row that we're doing here for Dog Month. We started off with two Warner Brothers movies, so this movie is very much aimed at a family demographic. Well aren't you we can... a real family here, Bartek, you, me and the dog. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can watch this one with your kids if you want, or you could watch it with your mates. That's the Australian word for friend for all you people who are and not Australian. should you be without family and
0: mates, you can take this to a public place, crank up the noise, and piss off people around you. As God intended.
2: And eventually go to prison and watch it with your inmates. Yeah,
0: there you go.
1: And <laughs> the man. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to begin the movie in three, two, one. I know I'm going the wrong way. (gasps) 1.7, I'm still going the wrong way. Uh, I'm going to start it from 2 again. 2, 1, play. Luke, can you see the screen? Yes. There it is. I'm glad you can see it.
0: This is my favourite opening uh, graphic sort of thing. Oh yeah, when it starts by showing you the side of the castle. Mm. What I always wondered about is... Because you can see through the gate, right? It appears to be some sort of water lock. But how do you get there if you are not coming by boat? Um, maybe the train. Mm. I don't know if it goes. Uh, beh- I don't know if it goes behind the castle or not. I think there are some bridges out to the sides there. Maybe mm.
1: it's still. That's weird because it appears to be facing. It, us. It's Cinderella's castle, right? I think so. So, like, how do they do it in the movie? Because I don't know if I've seen it. No idea. So I like this montage here that we start the movie off with, giving them, uh, giving us, sorry, a little history on the characters and the John mm-hmm. Travolta in sepia glory.
2: For some reason, this looks nostalgic to me. But <laughs> when was this made? <laughs> this oh. movie's
1: from two thousand and nine. Oh, that was a good year. I
2: like that nostalgic
0: for other people. Oh, okay. Some
2: that of these.
1: Hair. Oh god, some of these faces. So, what movies have you guys seen that had young Travolta and young Williams? Um, Greece. I love Greece. Chris is the word. Saturday Night Fever. That's a good one too. Does Pulp Fiction count? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, it was the nineties, but yeah. No, Pulp Fiction's great. Let's not forget Battlefield Earth. Yeah, which his wife was also in. <laughs> and you know what else his wife has been in? What? This movie.
2: <gasps> we have his daughter in this one too. Yeah. yeah
1: so 11. yeah, his uh, his wife and his daughter have been passed on to Robin Williams in this movie.
2: Okay. There's Robin
1: himself. Kicking ass. Taking names. Ooh. The karate thing doesn't really come back into play. Like, maybe they didn't do so well.
0: Yeah, maybe they learned from their mistakes. Man. Here we see a red blot next to John Travolta's head.
2: What is that
1: symbolic of? Um, well, the slow degradation of moral acuity. It uh-huh. it represents his stardom, because if you look that close to a star, you know, you're not going to see much, because you're going to be blinded. So this city... New York... Nev York And that's Central Park David Diamond wrote this film Good for him mm-hmm. And it was directed by Walt Becker Nice, Walt or Beckler. I, I saw the name for a second Maybe we'll see another of his movies very soon Foreshadowing There they are Oh we have a dog There are the titular dogs Al- Already we've got the three old dogs of the movie And that is what qualifies this movie for dog month Mm-hmm
2: Is that dog wearing sleeves?
1: No, he's got little socks on. Oh, oh, here here they're being, you know, manly. Yeah, Yeah. they're doing ten miles. You can tell because they told the women that they are doing ten miles.
0: I wonder if that's what happens when you get old. You start
1: to pretend everything. I did find the whole we're old aspect of this movie funny. You know, they are constantly being called grandparents, old people, and Mm. uh, having problems. Like, there was a whole scene of them talking about their medication. Really? What do you mean, really? You've seen this movie? <laughs> no. Oh, comedy. I was messing with you. Ah, oh, take that, kid. So uh, You're a monster. I probably should have... I mean, he couldn't help it. I mean, he kicked the ball and it took a few seconds to get there. The kid didn't do anything. Yeah. It's showing that they are... While it doesn't really make too much logical sense, it, it establishes the fact that they are sort of out of touch with the world. They're out
0: of time. Yeah. But I'm out of my head when you're not around. We should
1: also establish that Seth Green is in the second movie for this dog month, because he was in Scooby-Doo 2 as Velma's love interest, so he's back. Mm Mm-hmm. So I I should have asked this before we started the movie, but do you guys have a history with this movie at all?
0: Yes, indeed. I look upon this as one of Robin uh, Williams'
1: not-so-great movies, but I'm sure everyone does that. Well, in comparison to obviously the big ones, but Yeah, like it, it, Flubber and... it does it does, you know, get need much more credit because it is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. So. I mean, geez, would you look at this thing? Daniel, have you seen this movie before? I this? haven't
2: quite seen it, but um I usually enjoy a Robin Williams movie no matter what it is. So do you reckon it's like more of a writing problem than Robin Williams performance.
1: That is good. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe the audience didn't, you know, really get it, but if they really paid attention, they would see that this movie is actually very fantastic. Like, I mean, the only real issue with, I guess, Robin Williams is that at the beginning of the movie, especially when he meets uh, his annulled wife, slash John Travolta's wife in real life, that rhymed, uh, he... Plays it very awkwardly yeah. with all the giggling and she too, but like with her, she kind of seems a little bit crazy, doesn't she?
0: I guess they have to balance each other out. Yeah, that is true. It's funny,
1: guys. Robert Robert looks like he wants to smack John Travolta. I always like their dynamic with the uh, Japanese businessmen in this movie.
2: (laughs) How are they portrayed? It looks like a typical, we are Asian, like a one-dimensional kind of...
0: Yeah, like Betrayal. that Seinfeld <laughs> episode where Kramer was chaperoning four Japanese businessmen, and they just, they had no real will of their own.
1: Well, in in Japanese culture, business is, not to use the word again, but heavy business. Ah, like, they, they are very serious, they have values. Um, so, like, later on in this movie, the head guy, I think his name is Nishimura? Nishimura? Ish- Ishimura. It's one of those two. The reason I'm confused is because I think there was an IMDB review that I'm going to read later that said it wrong or typed it wrong. Oh, Um, sure, we'll find out. He gives a lot of... uh, He says a lot of things about business, that this is not how you start a business relationship. You know, uh, we need this sort of person for this business. So this movie sort of counterbalances the whole family values thing that this movie has... With the whole business practices thing, but later on in the movie, there is a, in a very touching moment, there's a kind of understanding between the two, and you know we we said that you know they're kind of stereotypical, very serious and all that, but they do have a sense of humour in this scene, and, oh, in, look at them. and when no, they play think... golf later on, it's a, it's a fantastic, fantastically cast Japanese businessman. Do we have a
2: seed for Volta impersonate them?
1: I hope
2: not. <laughs> I, I feel like that'll be a thing in this movie from guessing
1: <laughs> oh do we uh, I don't think so mm. no I don't think so no this this movie is very friendly yes Fremont Look Fremont You can all get on board with that we all know what Fremont is right it's kind of ice cream is it I have no idea <laughs> no guys Fremont's a place <laughs> he wanted the free man on his tattoo but he got a tattoo of a place isn't that funny <laughs>
2: Represents.
1: It's funny because it could have been something offensive. Like, I don't know, Fuckboy or something, but uh, no. Or Fookboy. Got... Or Fookboy. Banzai. Banzai. We could have got uh, Banzai. <laughs> but no, we just got a place. And, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything except for the fact that it is foreshadowing the end of the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, spoiler. Okay, Uh here.
1: He's catching on.
0: Here we go. It's business time. It's time for the pointy-clicky thing. That uh, we'll just skip it. Wow, I wish because real life the, was like that.
1: The ki- well, then you should probably get into the world of Click with Adam Sandler. Ah, uh, yes. Christopher Walken's in that, you'll he like is. it. Yes, he's the angel of death. Oh, yeah. spoilers.
2: Is that on your list of underappreciated masterpieces?
1: Uh, I don't think so, because that movie, of all of Adam Sandler's movies that I've seen as, you know, comedies, that one's generally sort of liked, so probably not. Oh, Nishimura. There we go. Okay, so the IMDb review was right, and I was the wrong. You were the wrong isn't it fantastic that you can watch a movie again and just learn?
0: Yeah, especially just how much Seth Green looks like he doesn't want to be here.
1: <laughs> Seth Green is a very interesting character in this movie. You probably know where I'm going with this, but uh, yeah. right now you can see he's sort of like a serious character businessman. He, he's got his yeah. eye on the prize. right? And then later on, his character does a complete 180. Really? What do you mean... Yeah. Have you seen this movie? No,
0: I'm just joking, Bartek. <laughs> I got you twice now, jeez.
1: <laughs> You're scaring me, Luke. <laughs> well, I'm talking about a movie as if you guys have seen it. We will try to not scare Bartek no more. There, dog. Mm-hmm. A very old dog. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, it isn't an old dog. Because, uh, you know, he's pissing while he's moving. What? He's leaking. He's... Oh,
0: look at his face.
1: How old is that dog he asks, and John Travolta doesn't even know. It's a he record. He just knows that it's a record. Well, that's probably the only thing he cares about. So yeah, Seth Green, he does a complete 180 in this movie from what he is now. It happens around the point where he's goes to the airport, I believe.
2: So how does he change? Does he go childlike?
1: Um, after the point where he does change, it does rather become childlike. Uh since you clearly don't know, you will will save will save the surprise <laughs> for Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. It's okay. When we did the Snow Dogs episode, part of it was our guests uh, first sort of seeing the movie for the first time and like appreciating appreciating it as it comes along. So we can do the same for you, Daniel. Do not worry. Oh, the dog is sad. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, whenever you see a movie with a dog that emotes, people are automatically going to you know side not side with the dog, but they'll feel sympathize. For, they'll with, yeah. sympathize with the dog, which yeah. I'll be honest, I think it's a little bit cheap, because yeah. it works all the time, pretty much, so you could do something different, but you know what? I don't mind it with this movie, because it works really well.
0: Yeah, plus we have to look at John Travolta's face emote for, oh, 90 minutes, so...
1: John Travolta is very nice. He is, but his face scares me on you know occasion. What, you know what's funny is... What? The, I think this movie was made after Wild Hogs, and in that movie I think he looks a lot older. It's true. Maybe it was just the wind hitting him in the face yeah. when he rode that motorbike. I, I guess with that movie, th- that movie also has the joke that they're kind of old, but they're trying to be young. But Yeah, and all in, in that one, they're supposed to try to be a bit tougher, so they use their age. To be honest, I've seen that movie before, but it was while I was playing a video game, so it was like kind of on the side. Ah. And I remember liking the movie, but then again, I don't know if it was because I liked the movie, or if it was because I was enjoying the game I was playing... It's a good question. All right, but I I will rewatch it, and I will be able to give
0: thoughts Ah, on it. There's a 2001 reference for all you naysayers out Mm -hmm. there.
1: So that's something else. The kids probably won't get it, but the adults will. Yeah, I've seen 2001: A Space Odyssey. I I fell I fell asleep and woke up again and watched it. (laughs) You laugh, but (laughs) I I challenge you to watch that movie without (laughs) falling asleep and then watching it later on. Oh, good! It's time for Mumbo Number Five. So. Uh, To use the TV trope term, uh, Robin Williams is very much the butt monkey of this film. Ah, very good. A lot of things happen to him that are unfortunate. (gasps) Uh Uh-oh. And it's even though he does have a deep friendship with his friend, who's he friendly friendship with, his friend is sort of the cause of this mishap, because Ah. he prevents the... ...resolution from happening.
0: Much like Lewis and other guy in Kangaroo Jack.
1: Was Lewis the black guy or the white guy? He was the black guy. Okay. I'm glad you remember, because that movie was, like, 12 episodes ago. Yeah. And I have to remember 15 episodes... Well, this is the 15th episode. And I got... When we started this show, Unappreciated Masterpieces, I thought that it would be better if we have everything self-contained, like, not make references to other episodes... But I found that as our reputation increased and we'd seen more movies, we can relate things that we're watching now to previous movies, and I think that alleviates, like, the learning experience of the show.
0: I think you're right.
1: And I really enjoy that oh aspect. Oh
0: my god.
1: Yeah, this is as bad as Blackface. Is it? Is it? I mean, it's... Te- uh... You know what's kind of funny? What? Is some people think it's normal? Like, for example, this scene right here.
2: How do you yeah. mean normal?
1: Old Navy, that is a callback to our Meet Dave episode. This ah. movie was made around the same time, so it could be a logical reference. So, these people think, you know, it's normal. He's he's just one of... Not, not to... I was <laughs> going to say one <laughs> of us, but... Yeah, and some people think it looks absolutely crazy. So there's, like, two perspectives on what he looks like. Oh, my God. It's his estranged person. That he annulled a marriage. Remember, guys, it wasn't a divorce. It was an annulment. Oh, it's nice. not a let's end this. It's a that didn't count. Please, the appropriate terminology.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to correct me. <laughs> she called him Tan. Get it? Because Tan, tan Dan... Tan the Dan. Dan the man liver tan Should we call our Dan-Tan-Dan? Dan? I'm going to call him Dan-Tan-Downtown. Downtown. <laughs> Downtown-Dan.
1: That, that sounds like a movie That got character. confusing because I said Man-Tan-Dan. Out-Man-Tan-Dan. We are Out-Manned. Man-Tan-Dan. Out-Planned. Man, I've
2: Dan, Dan. actually seen this moment before. I think it was on like, TV not too long ago.
0: I thought you meant in real life, like you've done this. You've been Robin Williams. Look,
2: I don't mind a bit of a tan every now and again. Yeah. I mm-hmm. a lot
1: of a tan like he's got... Yeah, he does kind of look like he's been down in the mines or something. Yeah. In Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, he looks very cooked, like we could eat him. Indeed. Dude, fried. So I like how he brings this yeah. up, <laughs> <laughs> and it this never really comes back again. Two, like, what were you going to say, Oh, two? that's
0: just like, she's gone to jail for two weeks. So, wow, that's That's awful.
1: Yeah, it didn't really look like she was going there. So when she brought it up, and she she's bringing up all this stuff about how she she has destroyed something legally and mm. is going to jail, but it it comes out of nowhere, and it's I feel like that's really unique. Like you don't really see her what she does in the prison. You don't see the other repercussions that it has, and it's only two weeks. Yeah, I mean you, you're a law.
0: I'm a, I am indeed a law one of several. If you
1: were to destroy something like that, do you think two well,
0: weeks? I'm pretty sure she just chained herself to a bulldozer. That's like well, she said it was trespassing. So, oh, that's right, it's trespassing. Even like, but even so, two weeks jail seems excessive. Like, mm-hmm. what about a fine or an interim order or something? I mean, well, she's a single mum, so maybe that. Why can't she get? Yeah, well, if she's a single mother, then that should um that should sway with the uh, the the court or the jury. Mm. Mind you, it may not have gone to court. Might have just gone to a magistrate. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It, with this woman, are her eyes like
0: meant to be like that? Or
1: I, when I was doing some reading up on this movie, there, she was described as cross-eyed. So ah. I guess
2: it might be a theme. Oh God, kids, cross-eyed. Yep.
1: So the little girl, as we've established before, is John Travolta's daughter, whose okay, middle, she... whose middle name I can't pronounce. Bleh.
0: Okay, she looks a little less. Cr- I no, no, no. In that <laughs> first, I don't know anymore. <laughs>
1: Look, what is your thoughts on the hand model, friend?
0: Um, well, she's gorgeous. But But personally... Thanks, Dan. I didn't want to say it, but thank you for... (laughs) I didn't hear what he said, so I'll let it off. But personally, I think the... um, I presume it's iced tea. The iced tea on the table looks really nice. Does anyone else think that...
1: Oh, I'd have to have another... There we go, yeah. See, that looks like
0: iced tea. Looks like apple juice. Mm, I don't know.
1: You don't have apple juice with uh, your old flame. Yeah, but see, I don't don't drink, so whenever I see a golden drink, I always just call it apple juice to make everyone think I'm cute. Ah. And now the secret's out, guys. I'm very cute.
2: was pretty cute.
1: So what would happen if you were to meet up with an old flame of yours, and she said, you're a father?
0: Um... I a... say Uh probably something unintelligible, then jump out the nearest window. So that you can get closer to where the kids are. Well, mostly just to collect myself, because after something like that, you just want some alone time. And then you'll come back and deal with your problems, or alternatively you'll just go to Mexico.
1: So you find and... out you're a father and then you want some alone time, you sick bastard. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> here
0: we are at the fair this is the movie
2: so is this the same day but she's in the same yeah, dress this well did they, yeah, this, this is straight
0: from
1: the restaurant to here this is a bit of well, an escalation they did establish that she knows how to remove tan so they have to do that first
2: oh chicken nuggets
1: oh no it gives me diarrhea so i feel like and this is where i really wish i had ryan to talk this about because like i've said before we compare it to previous episodes I would like to talk a little bit about these child actors in comparison to other child actors we've had seen in movies on this show. Probably the most recent one that I can think of that had child actors, apart from like the shaggy dog, would be Dickie Roberts' former child star, in which uh, yeah. a former child star who's you know kind of like a Hollywood mess kind of person. Yeah. Have you seen the movie by any chance? Yeah, I think I have. Well, okay. Well, I- uh, he moves. He he didn't have a real childhood, so to speak. So he moves in with a family and uh, mm. you know asks to be treated like a child, so that he can learn more about what a real family is, so that he can method act in a job better, a role. And he the, the family has a young son and a young daughter who are both a lot more. I guess. Not as child char- they are not seven like these kids are supposed to be, but they—they seem like they're more well-written characters because yeah. they have personalities. And even while if their acting is sometimes a bit awkward, like one of them has a whole rap scene, beca- what? Because like the director thought it was really cute, and she has a dance mm-hmm. scene as a tryout, and the the son, well, yeah, the 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 brother, her brother, her, her older brother, is a little bit awkward. ...and bullied and stuff like that, and he gets a real... His... Oh... He... Oh my god, oh. she really is cross-eyed. Yeah. And uh, he, he he develops his relationship with D.Q. Roberts from starting off calling him Stranger Danger... ...to him getting advice about how to talk to girls and stuff yeah. like that. And it's a lot <laughs> cool. more involved, whereas in this movie it kind of does it a bit differently... In that you mostly just see it from the adults talking to adults perspective, and then yeah. putting what they discuss into action and seeing how that goes.
0: Yeah, so far, like, oh my goodness, oh she's the hand model. Oh, your life is over.
1: Yeah, I like how they don't ever come back to it, like saying that uh if if her career actually is yeah. over or not. So it's kind of like a mystery. Right? She's freaking destitute by now. Or maybe they decided that like her her. Career isn't over, but it's... They couldn't really find an interesting scene to establish that.
0: Oh, yeah, your life is falling apart.
1: <laughs> yes, but when he, he, uh... In this scene, he's going to tell her that, yeah, I will look after the kids, even though he, the circumstances of his life really doesn't give him enough time to do that. Yeah, And she immediately cheers up.
0: Well, it's Robin Williams, you know, with that... Bennett... Bennett what's the word? Bennett... Mm. A nice smile, telling you everything's gonna be all right. Hmm. Yes. See, he, look, everything is happy. His
1: characters are always very cheerful. Like in in Aladdin when he played the Genie. Yeah. Genie in Aladdin.
0: Yes. Or Adrian Cronauer in Good Morning Vietnam.
1: Or war guy from Night at the Museum. Yeah. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Teddy.
2: Genie in Aladdin too.
1: Ugh. Was he Was that not Dan Castellaneta Yeah I'm pretty sure That was yeah What
2: well, no, the uh, cast?
1: Genie is played by Robin Williams In some roles And Dan Castellaneta Who voiced Homer In some yeah, roles Yeah mm-hmm. So like The other month I played Kingdom Hearts For the first time And I was like Oh it's Homer he sounded <laughs> A bit like Homer <laughs> You know what's funny? John
0: Travolta just said something, but something is ninety minutes long. Well, that's about as long as this movie is. So, is yeah. that like a meta thing? Or,
1: hmm.
0: Hey, we're on Planet Dan. Dan, how do you feel about that, Dan?
2: Oh, oh I've got my tan. So,
0: yeah, Downtown Dan
1: <laughs> in the tan. He a man. I think the audience should He's know that flan. Dan's skin is, in fact, darker than us. Now. So he is the most closest <laughs> to tanned. Yeah, I'm really
0: glad Dan's here because now we have a more diverse cast.
1: Oh well, yeah, multicultural. Exactly. Even <laughs> yeah. Well, we had. Uh, yeah, thanks for cutting Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're full Australian, aren't you, Luke? Yeah. Um, I that, was
0: raised on the blood of kangaroos and wombats. That was
1: the, if you listen to our kangaroo jacket episode, that's like the gag of the episode. Yeah, they're
0: um they're not from here, and I am from there.
1: Oh no, we've just gotten real about our show. Ah. Uh, have you ever been to a casino? This
0: reminds... Me, have you guys seen um, Flying High? Yeah. You know when the pilot just keeps asking the kid all those weird <laughs> questions? <laughs> yes. I get the feeling that's the way they could have gone with this. What
1: What was that one question have you asked? Have you ever been in a Turkish yeah, you prison? you ever been inside a Turkish prison? Jesus. Jimmy. I, I don't even know what that means. You like movies about gladiators. <laughs> I really like John Travolta in this scene because he's like establishing how bad he is with kids. But then later on, there's a scene where he just straight up knows exactly how to... Fix uh, Dan's relationship with his daughter. Yeah, which is weird because where is he getting that from? I I think it might be hinting like he's good with women or something like that. Well, or, or girls, we have already but... seen that, but it's like, but uh... yeah, it, it really feels like it comes out of nowhere. And you know, we could say that it's bad writing, but I think it's hidden depth. Maybe hidden depths. It could go either way. Yes, one could almost say that it is like this movie is multi-layered. <sighs>
0: it uh, without wishing to disparage, it seems so far that this uh this lady's character's role is to get hysterical about things,
1: yeah, that's what I meant like her she and Robin Williams from actually that whole that thing has kind of ended now, but like they have a really awkward kind of relationship, like she feels like a, a almost like a helicopter mum, a paranoid mom. yeah like that and that's like sort of unhealthy for kids, but I mean from this point onwards, she is kind of calmer. Yeah Like once she's in prison And she gets out It's like Oh now the only sad thing Is that Well Robin Williams Is this job thing Happening Hmm Kids let's kick this
0: off With some healthy choices Yeah right You don't like healthy food? No I'm just saying It's not gonna work Cause this is a movie And it has kids in it
1: Yeah I mean Robin Williams Is no, sorry, the one that isn't Robin Williams, Jean Travolta. <laughs> GT. He starts off by even saying, like, Oh, who wants ice cream pancakes? Ugh. Oh, and this is when the old man humour starts. Oh, good. The best kind. Oh, my God, he actually said that. What did he say? I missed it. I you. didn't know
0: <laughs> they hired supermodels here.
1: <laughs> Classic. I say that to Dan all the time. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if we're not in the establishment that he's working at.
0: (gasps) Wow. Seriously, I need to go find this place and introduce myself as a grandparent, because I get the royal treatment.
1: I'll invite my sister to come to Australia, and I'll say that you're her grandparent.
0: Thanks. Oh, God, this is actually happening. Senior, senior, seniors.
1: That's not how the song goes. I
0: know, I just hate it so much. I
1: actually don't know what the, like, toon, name of the tune is, because it is an established <laughs> one. It's like... I don't know what da I mean, I, that's a... Yeah. Oh. Oh, like the old men. They can't control their bladders. get it? You are now sexually dead. I do like how they're not, like, laughing at him. They're very sympathetic.
0: Yeah, but, like, the thing is, I think he'd rather like oh <laughs> dude, I don't want I don't want to know about your pump. This is a fucked up building, can I just say?
1: It looks like a piece of foil.
2: It looks like it should be in Melbourne. Yeah. It's like a deacon building, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. Good old Dicks.
1: Deacon University Burwood in Melbourne has a building that looks like a cheese grater.
0: And there's this new building that looks like a big block of cheese. Yeah. So ad, clearly. Ad,
1: admittedly it's not a tall vertical silver tower, but the yeah. the windows have these kind of outcropping things that look like they'd be sharp.
0: I wonder why these kids are such assholes. Uh
1: it is because they are seven.
0: Okay, here, Oh, my god. Yeah, this guy You know how there's like a drinking game for each movie? Mm. Every time John Travolta's character says something cheesy, you take a shot.
1: Every yeah, but the thing is every time he says something cheesy, it works. So yeah. you have to give him credit. Oh,
0: I'm... like
1: spoiler he's about to be invited
0: to a party. Oh my god, <laughs> spoilers, man. Fraternal
1: twins. I do like the whole fact that he has to play the uncle. Because their relationship is so strong that he has to be involved.
3: Yep.
0: Like, he just... He has casually invited himself to this, uh...
1: um, To this whole endeavour... Oh, no, no, Robin Williams kind of twisted his arms to oh. bring him in there. Like, he's like, I'm not good with kids. And it's like, okay, I'm going to be a father and you are going to be Uncle Charlie. And he's <sighs> like, what? Yes, in fact, we are. And now he regrets. And there's it. the scene coming up not too long where... Um, in fact, it's this scene right here where his, uh, his, the place where Dan lives is adults only. Oh. So he doesn't have anywhere to go and he kind of has to emotionally convince Charlie to let him stay to his place and it's actually a pretty powerful scene in terms of the whole aspect of friendship which at the end of our Kangaroo Jack episode we talked about how that movie mm. spectacular as it was the main standout thing was the whole aspect of their friendship being so strong and this movie I reckon also does that very yeah. well especially with scenes <laughs> like that he made an immigrant's joke he did Whoa. yes Oh
0: wow This place is like A prison Oh yeah
1: Siren whales Oh my god They're just kids I know it's crazy It's like you haven't seen this movie Do these kids
0: ever stop running?
1: Well think about it When you were seven Were you bored at stuff
0: sometimes? I knew when to stop running Look they stopped running When they got to Uh, the dog No doubt that Well they're probably Going to torture the poor dog I mean they're not Savages
1: They just like running
0: (laughs) This is my crib, man Oh,
1: God, he's... Is uh... he
2: cool... He's a cool he dad. He is a cool... He's a strong dad. Dude, he needs st- to be a dad. Yeah, yeah, have you
1: not seen his... Co- Dan, you're going to be very happy with the ending, then. <laughs> have you not seen his apartment? He's got, like, all this crazy Japanese stuff around. I know, but it's, like... Just the little movements he was doing just then was... Do you reckon cringe. he's... Cringe. Do you reckon he's always liked all that Japanese stuff, or do you reckon that it started when he- Sorry, he's making me laugh because he's very funny. When it started, when he's starting the business deal to Japanese people.
0: That's a good question. Possibly it started as soon as he started talking to that Japanese translator woman. Mm. Who knows? Maybe he's quick on his feet like that. Yeah,
1: this is the scene where Robin Williams does his emotional thing that he always does. Aw, thanks bro. You're the best. Mm. Hey Dan, I like the way
0: that you are. Your smile brightens the room.
2: Okay, I was just going to say, has he smiled yet? That's, that's how he usually rules him in.
0: Mm. Brett Denon is going to make you crazy. What? Nothing, but reading the subtitles, which on this show is forbidden. Isn't it, Bartek?
1: Subtitles, reading subtitles? Yeah. Well, it Everything. happens It happens all the time anyway, so whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, here we go. She's calling. Oh my god, she's calling from the prison. Mm hmm. Oh, and look in the background. <laughs> There's a much meaner looking
1: inmate. Mm. Much butcher, Mark Much, mucho butcher. She's probably really good at play doh.
0: I was expecting the orange uniforms, but I don't know anymore. Hmm. Because orange is mm. the new black. They got this beige thing going on, and in this movie, yeah, they got like orange,
1: and she was wearing a blue one, right? Yeah, it was like a orange blackboard. and blue are complementary colours. They're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Interesting. I wonder if that says anything about the attitude this movie has towards inmates. I guess we'll find out. I guess in this movie, blue is the white. Honestly, with this film, I would love to just
0: see the whole thing again just from the mother's perspective. I want to know what her time in prison was like. Hmm. Did she learn
1: anything? Yeah, I did mention like from the scene where John Travolta tells them have you seen Casino and all that onwards, her role is much lesser. Uh, Like she appears in I think one or two more phone calls and then after she comes out she's in generally the rest of the movie which isn't too long. Mm. I like this scene because they're looking in one direction while talking to each other. Yeah, who does that? Well, technically the three of us are doing it right now, but I'll ignore that. And uh, <laughs> just say, it, it like lets you look at them from the front. Like the other day I saw the movie that's been nominated for Best Foreign Picture at the Oscars, which from our recording time we will watch it tomorrow, but when this episode goes up the Oscar will be over so we'll see if it wins or not. Um, Son of Saul, and that movie is filmed almost entirely in close-ups of the main character's, like, head and upper body. Mm, So it's very very hard to tell the surroundings of what is going on in that movie. But this movie, I don't know if it looked into the future and saw Son of Saul, but it realised you can see a lot more if you don't show a close-up of someone's head the whole time, and you get to see more.
0: Especially... John Travolta's head.
1: So there are movies right now, even if they are not Hollywood movies, because this movie's Hungarian. Oh my god, is that Dax Shepard? Yeah, yeah, that's the... <laughs> Dax Shepard and, and Louise
0: Guzman. Oh my god, this this movie just got a hell of a lot better.
1: Yeah, I, didn't I mean, recognize... you've seen it, so you yeah, no, know. <laughs> no, no, just, I didn't recognize them last time because I was far <laughs> asleep when I was watching it. I, I recognize Louise Guzman, but mainly because he stands out a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: I haven't seen him since he was in that Community episode. I've only seen the first nine episodes, so I
1: don't know.
2: So how did Robin Williams get rid of his tan? Yeah, we have... It's only been, like, two days, hasn't it? Weren't you
1: guys listening? The girl... The... Vicky said that she's very good at removing tan, and then Uh, when it cut to the carnival scene, then he was white. uh, I even mentioned it. You guys are very good. (laughs) I like you guys a lot. I like the way that you are.
2: But the method, that's
1: what I'm... Yeah, it's kind of a mystery... But I think that that brings up a good method of discussion because... Does anyone else think that Dax Shepard and Sam Rockwell could be twins? I or brothers? I don't know, man. I'm not too familiar with either one. Ah, if Ryan was and, here. And Daniel's not saying a word, so you're alone in this
0: Uh Awkward. Hey, Louis Guzman is talking, please. Yes.
1: He, his gag <laughs> He's in, just helping. His him. gag in this movie is that he can't keep his hands off things that don't belong to him.
0: That's actually not a bad character trait to have. Like, if you just wanted to write a script about anything and you need to give a character, like, a thing to do, that's not a bad thing to have.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, you can see in the background now that he's opening the fridge. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not really focused on, you can't even see him, but I appreciate the fact that it does happen. Oh, yeah. well, now, now it focuses now on. Now, that...
0: yeah. Oh, you don't put it back. Yeah, what but no, but you're I happy with it. You pick it up again. You better. Uh Yeah. But
1: you promised. Oh, God, kids. So I, th- I, when I first watched this movie, I reckon from this scene onwards, the comedy really hits its high. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I mean, you've seen it before. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> like, look at this guy here. This camp counselor guy. His acting is superb. Is he camp or is he... Ca- oh, wait, where have I seen you before? I
0: know you. Where have I seen you before? Has it been a long time since you've seen him? No, he looks kind of recent.
2: Does so he have a really awesome voice? Like,
0: oh my god, is that? Is that's <laughs> fucking
1: Kylo Ren? Oh my god! Yeah, this guy—he's he, talking very much with like pride. Is like right here on this very campsite. He, he he play. He's he's one of the more exaggerated characters in the movie because he's so proud. Yeah. Of his grandfather. No wait,
0: that's not Kylo Ren. God damn it, that's Justin Long. Yeah. God damn, I thought it was Adam Driver for a second. God, I got so excited. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> because it it
1: looked a bit like Kylo Ren. Yeah. So this guy's gag throughout this scene is that he thinks that John Travolta stole his girlfriend.
0: That's a weird fixation to have. Like, do you ever just look at someone and decide to hate them on site just because they might be a person that you maybe knew one time? Once?
1: Mm. Well, they might be someone who stole someone you really cared for once. Well, you know what they say. You can't steal someone unless they want to go. So, um, you've... You probably know this maybe because you've seen the episode of South Park or something, but you, have you heard that the American Scouts, some of them have a sort of disaffinity with uh, homosexuals?
0: Yeah, they, um... In fact, I've heard the Girl Guides are far more inclusive. The girl what? But, sorry, the Girl Guides are what we call them here. Do they have an equivalent
1: over there in America?
0: Girl Scouts? Yeah, they sell yes. cookies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the Girl Scouts are more
1: inclusive from what I've heard. Well, technically, this is unisex because the daughter's in it. But yeah. you know, Oh, that's true. This is... Yeah, I didn't think of that until just now because I remembered, oh, wait, they wouldn't just ditch John Travolta's daughter.
0: <laughs> Oof i got to say, Justin Long playing the crazed, vengeful type is weird because I just remember him from Dodgeball when a stiff breeze would blow him over, so.
1: <laughs> Once again, we've got the whole grandpa thing going. But uh, did... Wow, what mm-hmm. an original. The reason type. I brought up the homosexual thing is because this scene is very funny.
2: Has it come up yet? Like, with the two dudes?
1: It's happening right now.
2: <laughs> right. It comes again later too, doesn't it? At, at a game. I'm... Um,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, a grandparents uh, thing happening. Okay. <laughs> I always love it when thing they like they're scripted to talk in a way that really complements the misunderstanding. And this is this scene. <laughs> I is, love when that happens. This scene is a textbook example. There of must it. be a trope name for that. You know, when a person,
0: you know, people or a person keeps uh propagating the misunderstanding unknowingly you know like the stuff they're saying oh we've been together for 30 years feels like i'm could be. sure
1: but yeah that that scene kind of stands out it's the part where they're really like buddy buddying in their own world yeah it's very nice to see
0: you ladies ready to play a little ultimate <laughs> <resume>? <laughs> this
1: this thing calls him mr testosterone
0: <laughs> that was close that could be mr testicles and this would not be a kid for movies i mean a movie yes for kids. we can't
1: teach them biology no
0: just this morning, my dad found a pack of condoms in my um, in my room, and he said, put those away, because he doesn't want anyone seeing them.
2: What, well, did you have it on display?
0: No, that's just it. He had to, like, kind of hunt for them a bit, and I just said, why were you looking for them? <laughs> have like, you? Ever, why were you... Have you ever there?
1: seen the Mel Brooks movie To Be or Not To Be? No. It's a movie where he makes fun of Nazis, um, <laughs> and in it he makes a... a Play sort of like the producers but it's very brief near the beginning called Naughty Nazis which is very much like (laughs) Time for Hitler it's very much like Springtime for Hitler and there's a gag where um, two Nazis are looking at a newspaper saying have you seen what they said about the Fuhrer? It's like we can't (laughs) let him see this I will hide this where he'll never find it so he like lifts up a pot puts it in the pot plant and puts it down and then a minute later Hitler comes in it's like have you seen what they wrote about me? He picks up the plant takes out the paper and puts it back (laughs) down (laughs)
0: This is the, um, this is what you call a pump-up scene. And here we go. Yeah,
1: in this scene they're doing incredibly well. I mean, they're not just old men, they have talents. Look at them.
0: Oh my god, look at them go. Do you know the music that's playing? Uh, I'm sorry. it was Chariots of Fire by someone. I
1: I think it was called Chariots of Fire, yeah. So, this scene takes a very dark, not dark, but very (laughs)
0: dramatic turn. Let it never be said, we're accused of casual racism. (laughs)
1: Yeah, um. Oh, Kyler Ren's down. Yeah. Yeah, I Dan, you, you might not know where this scene is going, but. and uh, Granted, it's not like too out of this world, but the tone changes a lot.
0: He looks like a zombie.
1: <laughs> Alright, here it comes. What
0: the hell is this man saying?
1: He's still traumatized. You know Prison
0: what? rules. I think Justin Long was high for most of this
1: movie. I reckon he was just a really good actor for all of this movie.
0: Okay, in case you didn't get it last time, the music is now I Hate to Say I Told You So by The Hives.
1: Ooh! Yeah, this is... Uh, to bring up South Park... Holy bike, sh... To bring up South Park <laughs> again, it kind of reminds me of the episode where Stan is uh, coaching kids in hockey and then they have to play against like a major team and they get yeah. humbled.
2: Watching this without comedic oh, music my. is kind of...
1: It's scary. Yeah. yeah, well, Well. the the music, it, I don't recall it being that comedic.
2: Like, the
0: thing is, like, the people on the other team that are not like Justin Long or the scout troop leader dude, they must be, like, insanely athletic. Yeah,
1: I thought that they were going to get, like, shit on for what they just did,
0: but no, nope. Nope. let's just go shooting. Oh, my God, he's actually firing from the hip. <laughs> and he's hitting
1: them. Mm-hmm. So, this scene naturally something funny happens and it can Uh, be seen as sort of a bad thing but let me guess someone gets shot in the balls or the butt oh luke i like it when you pretend you haven't seen this movie (laughs) but no that isn't what happens but what does happen it's a bad thing but i sort of think that given what just happened in the previous scene they kind of deserve it this dearest grandfather's head
0: the desecration of our idols is the first step to degradation
1: yeah and it's muted now but Justin Long gives a very nice no
0: oh,
1: that damn. to bring Star Wars again pro- no. kind of puts Darth Vader to shame yeah Kylo
0: <laughs> Ren is just, just oh thank god we um, have left
1: damn Luke <laughs> you do know that they kill people who give spoilers right yeah to that movie
0: <laughs> yeah but only in America this is Australia mate. yeah fair
1: enough the movie's been out for almost three months no not really it's been out for two months sciatica I've had sciatica it's not pleasant Bartek has had many injuries. Yes, when I was very injured, I did a show that was very much like Springtime for Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Mm hmm
0: As we can see, things got from bad to worse.
2: I searched this film on YouTube, and this was one of the scenes that came up, well... The pill one. I'm assuming it's coming up now.
1: Yeah, this is this scene, and they have a very long discussion about it, and I thought it was just kind of like a, oh, old man talking about this, yeah. but no, it actually does establish what all the pills are for a gag. So you can know that they're not just saying, oh, this makes you lose yeah. death perception <laughs> for no reason. It's so that you can see it in action later and understand.
0: They use the words aging prostate.
1: Yes, it's old man
0: humor mm. Can't wait till I'm an old man so I can talk about my ageing prostate. You are an old man. You're 22, man. Shut the fuck up. I'm 22. How old are you, Dan? I'm 22. Ah, oh. Dan's a kid. He's Between wearing... Between all of us, he's we have wear... lived 66 years of life.
1: I would just like to establish for the everyone that Dan is wearing a Pokemon cap right now filled with Gen 1 Pokemon it's pretty great it's pretty great
2: there are some Gen 2 I, I are know. there I'm
1: Gen so 2 Pegasus oh you're right there's a Togepi and oh there's the monkey from a generation I haven't played oh is it that? F- fair it enough monkey
0: with the hand on its tail
1: no that's from Gen 2 Aipom no oh, it's, a, what's it's that like a, it's Ape-om, like a red one it's yeah. it's here behind Pikachu
0: oh that thing
1: oh look the dog's wearing a crown as he should do you like it when people dress up animals
0: uh, depends. Are we talking lipstick on a pig or like little booties on a dog? <laughs> um, I was thinking more like giving them a shirt. Oh. A really tight shirt. That reminds me of this, uh, this debate that's been taking place lately. Like if you were to give pants to a dog, do you put oh. them on the front or the back?
1: Yeah, like do you make it for all four legs yeah. even though they're very long or like just the back two legs? That's a good question. If they were standing upright, it'd be the back too yeah, yeah, if they stood upright. Then so it's, I, I guess this movie would be theirs. I guess this movie, when they showed the dog just there wearing just a crown, it was, I guess, sort of uh, uh, giving its take on the whole dressing animals up because. Mm. I certainly know some people that get really upset when they see, you know, dogs wearing full-on costumes. Yeah. And uh, not to bring up the, you know, lipstick on a pig thing, which is very much an issue for the fashion industry, or whatever it's called, makeup industry. But, like, I guess they're saying, don't make it so elaborate that it, like, ruins what the animal is. Just give them a crown. You can take it off easily. It doesn't, like, constrict them or anything. It doesn't make them look less like what they are. Just give them something cute that's easy to take on and off Mm -hmm. and it's perfect.
0: You can't say they didn't Mm. care in this movie.
1: There's a sort of pseudo-gay joke at the end of this scene that made me laugh a lot. Ah, gotta love them pseudo-gay jokes. It's not offensive. It's a... It's... It's a cheeky... It's this, right here. Ah. Ah. What am I doing there, guys?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a lovely bathtub in the background. Mm. I actually really enjoy a couple of these... um, cinematic moments coming up with the mm-hmm. depth perception I'd like
0: to point out like uh, that was stated earlier that th- this entire golf game um, the, the Japanese businessman Nishimura mm-hmm. John Travolta's character says he sees this game as a metaphor for life so if you know oh my goodness if you're no good with that then like you're failed in his eyes does anyone find that odd or is that just a cultural quirk i'm not aware of
1: i have heard that some people who are very serious golfers do take golf to that level of seriousness Mm. but um obviously uh the three of us well i'm sorry i'm assuming dan do you play golf uh
2: i've played mario golf in my time but Ah, okay yeah i've
1: played a real game of golf literally once apart from video games and God, there was to get one hundred percent GTA Five, you had to win a game of golf, and that was hell for me. Um, but <laughs> regardless of that, yeah, some people do take golf that seriously. But there are people that take a lot of things seriously, like you know, drinking, golf, uh, being good at Street Fighter, or something, collecting nickels. Mm. So yeah, you, <laughs> I <love that. laughs> I do like yeah, this in this scene. scene is terrific. It like establish because John Travolta, he's getting it probably a bit worse than Robin Williams is getting half the things, well not half, maybe like just under half the things Ron William does really kind of benefit him in this scene. Like is really impressed by some things yeah, he does. Yeah, it's that
0: weird thing where the bad mm. thing is not so bad. So
1: like, yeah, you're saying this guy's really strict and if you screw up, it's over, but Nishimura he's like really sort of pleasant in this scene.
0: I, I, I am very sure that like Travolta was his character. God, I need to learn the character's
1: name. Uh, Charlie is Travolta.
0: Charlie just heard this from someone. He doesn't actually have first-hand proof that Nishimura is, you
1: know, a real hard-ass. Oh, well, I believe him about it. Because Nishimura does mention um, a few things that Ron William does that, like, he focuses a lot and stuff like that. And he, like, at one point he offers him his golf club. I thought that was really nice.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, later on in the film, there's, like, a scene where Nishimura is kind of unimpressed with them and... I almost felt like that was out of character for him, given how friendly he is in this scene. Well,
0: consider when we first saw him, they were all stone-faced. I, first time watching it, I honestly thought, they're not going to laugh at all. But then they did laugh, and
1: it was weird. Yeah, I really like the Japanese businessmen in this movie, because they... Oh dear. They're not the stereotype as much as yeah. you'd think they are. So, I think this is one of the last scenes where Seth, who, by the way, hasn't appeared much so far. No. One of the last scenes where he's kind of his serious side. The serious side of Seth. <laughs> Nishimura's Biotic. making some funny faces. The serious side of Seth?
0: Yeah. It's like The Dark Side of the Moon. It can be a first album. Well,
1: have you seen Scooby-Doo 2? Yeah. He's very yeah, intense yeah. in that yeah. movie.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. That is that. Some that's the CGI. Yeah, Jesus. Christ. That has to be
1: <laughs> CGI. Jesus Christ. CGI. Jesus Christ. Do you reckon Cuba Gooding Jr. wouldn't need CGI for oh, this? Oh hell no. He's a natural born face. Face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, I hit that kush way too hard. No, he did hit that kush way too hard.
1: Yeah. And then Seth Green has to kind of coax him into like, "Hey, I just did something crazy. Don't screw it up for me."
2: What kind of hat is that? Is
1: that- That's a hat, indeed.
0: Um, I'm guessing Seth's character is still in the serious mode, because like, he's $3,000 on a kimono. I guess
1: you'd call it a sort of golfing cap. I, I can't really see too many people wearing it outside.
0: Oh!
1: oh. So, he actually looks kind of happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe this, this incident right here might kind of, like, maybe trigger him going crazier.
0: Yeah, you not think c-
1: it- Not crazier, but his other character. Dan san, would you like to use my club? Oh, very much similar to uh, uh, The Karate Kid, where Daniel is called Daniel san. Ah. And Ryan kind of laughed when I called him Daniel san in the Forever episode ago.
0: Hey, Dan, does your dad call you Dan san?
2: No, but
1: he should.
2: Yeah. You should watch Karate. Visser, you, you should, should just keep
1: watching Karate Kid with him, hearing him calling the guy Daniel San, and like every time he does it, just look at him like, yeah, "Please, yeah. <laughs> Dad, I wanna be Japanese. Ooh, I wear the Pokemon cap. I I, I watch this movie with you. Just come on." So, After nine
0: months of excruciating pain, I so, have finally given birth.
1: Okay, so let's not you know make jokes about this, Luke. If you yes. were to hit on a girl. Mm-hmm and she invited you to a party yeah. what would you think when you found out it was a bereavement party
0: ah uh, that, that'd been a terrible misunderstanding and that i really hope my face wouldn't look like that at but, the but, time but you like the joke but look <laughs> she,
1: she thinks you're really charming so she <laughs> oh. takes you to a f- you a, a, bereavement a bereavement party, party yeah. do, do you think that'll be like a hint of some sort oh, or do you reckon I, I that'll be like I trust you or, or what do you think well
0: trust yeah sure maybe a possibility of something more but if if there was a possibility I wouldn't be acting on it at a fucking bereavement party <laughs> that's just bad taste hmm. if it was a golf course then hey maybe
1: uh, grazie prego, scusi what does that mean Luke you're Italian
0: it means thank you you're welcome excuse me
1: Oh, that's a very awkward conversation. Yeah, that's like all you need though. Oh. I like that gag because Robin Williams' eyes were closed. Christ, I can't wait till the pills oh, wear off. You know what that kind of reminded me of? What? Have you ever seen the movie Flying High? <laughs> <laughs> the drinking problem. Yeah. Dan, have you ever seen Flying I High? I haven't. Have you seen, um, what's that other movie? The Naked Gun? No. Dan, you got some good movies ahead of you. Leslie Nielsen's Nielsen dead names? and he needs your um he needs your time. He needs you to watch his movies. We've done we've him. done a Leslie Nielsen movie on this show. We did Surf Ninjas mm-hmm. with Sam Noonan. That was a good episode because it was fun. Unlike this episode, which is also very fun, so therefore it is like it. Oh, this scene has a sad moment.
2: Fax Machine.
1: His little gaming system. Like I mentioned before that the kids are sort of uh, more shallowly written than other uh, movies. But not not to discredit it, it's to say that it gives a more focus on the adult perspective. But this scene right here where he gets really sad and walks away... Uh,
0: okay, I'm sorry, kid, but you've been nothing but an asshole since you got here, and he didn't want to have kids in the first place, so grow up. But he's seven, Luke. I know. He's I'm seven. out of line.
1: And he just wanted to have fun Okay Also he calls a bike a two-wheeler Like I didn't know what that was going with He could have just written bike, right? Mm. Do people call bicycles two-wheelers?
0: Well in America they have wieners Twinkies Trunks Lots of
1: weird words for stuff we have Don't we use trunks? No, we we have a boot Put it in the boot they say no, 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 but I, I meant trunks and... Oh! Yeah. No, I was thinking, like, what you wear.
0: Nah, oh, well, actually, that is the thing. They call them swimming trunks and we call them bathers. Oh, or whatever. I we. feel
1: like we use both. Yeah, I mean, uh, boot, boot, no. boot as yeah. in... As like, because like, I was thinking of the boot. wearing thing and you're, like, wearing well, boots no, and I'm I'm like, telling you, what? it's both. I don't, <laughs> no one calls shoes trunks. That's what Cheerios, I was thinking.
0: Pop-Tarts. They got some
1: weird food. Craziness. look at them oh is this the scene yeah it's the same yeah this is that was a scene we were talking about earlier where he uh jimmy he Lundell. suddenly knows what to do oh and uh, this
0: looks like tim Burton had a hand in the development
1: yeah this was meant to be a little bit creepy oh one thing that made me kind of um i take back what i said about seth green the golf thing hitting yeah. him because in this scene he's very like straight-faced
0: Ah. Maybe, maybe he's still, uh you know... Yeah, look. There he is. ...sleeping off the... ...nutsack attack.
2: I'm rather confused about what's going on right now. Um yeah,
1: is this a kid's show so, or isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Charlie takes him to meet this guy whose name is Jimmy Lunchbox. Jimmy
0: Mac, apparently.
1: Yeah, that... Because the actor's name... And
0: there's no relation to Bernie Mac, though. Yeah, he's, Ber- right? he's Bernie Mac. No, but For tech. some
1: reason, he mixed up Jimmy Lunchbox and Bernie Mac, so he calls him Jimmy Mac. Ah. Now... Bernie Mac is one of the people this movie is dedicated to the memory of because he died before the movie was released. Actually, the movie was delayed three times. The first was when John Travolta's oldest son died, Jet Travolta. The second was when Bernie Mac died and the third was when Robin Williams needed some quick emergency surgery of some sort. Mm. So this movie was released almost a year after it was originally intended to be released. So there's a You know, a fair bit of tragedy behind the post-production of this movie.
0: Which is a shame because it was so badly received. But those people are liars.
1: Yeah. With the IMDb reviews at the end of this episode, there there were a lot more negative ones than other movies we've done. Idiots. Why are people such idiots? I found a good balance, though, and I've picked the perfect one to end it on.
0: Okay, now we've got more puerile humor, courtesy of stick and that thing. Did you notice? Fans.
1: Did you notice how behind him in that scene was this king costume?
0: Yeah, now King George the Third is sitting across from us.
1: What did King George the Third do?
0: Uh, Try to quell the American Revolution and failed miserably.
1: Oh well, what was a king doing in America?
0: Mm, nothing good, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm also confused about what's going on now Now he's having a tea so, party
1: So Jimmy Lunchbox ha- has got a prototype human puppet thing Where one person wears the thing that gets controlled And the other person wears the controller So John Travolta is doing, uh what's his face? Ah. Actions, Robin Williams' actions This is kind of creepy It's like, hmm What, the poo-poo flavour or no, the fact yeah. that he's controlled? <laughs> yeah, that, it's just what if someone used it for evil? Well, I mean, they'd have to put on the thing first. It's That's... not like it's mind control or anything. Laugh, puppet. Laugh. Oh, now it's like he's having a scene. Although this is sort of getting to torture territory because they are pressing a button to make him laugh. Yeah, like, is it possible for the wearer to disconnect in any way? Dude, like, this technology like, sounds this, unsafe. This is like if Jim Carrey got, went crazy, died, and then possessed all this.
0: Oh,
1: Shit. Yeah, the this is, is another. This trouble. is another reason to love the Japanese businessman. <laughs> Which, by the way, they switch between speaking English and Japanese amongst themselves throughout this movie. Let us
0: begin. Oh,
1: Robin! He's wearing funny
0: shoes. Yeah, it's like maybe he's channeling the genie. <laughs> Nissan is poop. <cool. laughs> He is seven. I'm reminded of that.
1: Yeah, well, the word poops used a few times. Yeah, it's because they can't say shit. Poopoo flavor. Oops, I poop. Oh, they used ber- 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 bear scat earlier. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but it was a twist that scat means poop. That was the thing.
0: <laughs> Race cars. Why does he keep ending it with an ellipsis?
1: That's a very good question, Luke. Maybe he... Um, keeps forgetting that the full stop or the period as they call it in America is not the enter button but here he learned that last message he didn't use a full stop at all Yeah. but he did start a new line so he probably had to press shift enter
0: this kid is all kinds of inconsistent
1: <gasps> oh no yeah. yeah so he's getting electrocuted a lot wow vibrating ass yeah and so what kind of confused me in this scene was that this really upsets the daughter, but I'm just wondering what specifically was it that upset her?
0: Like this part? Oh, maybe she knows that he was...
1: Mm. I mean, she can't possibly know about the device, she just knows that something was electric Like, does she think that he's hurt? Yeah. Does she think that... I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't okay. really know, but it just shows that it's very hard to understand kids sometimes. And even though Robin Williams, you know, he doesn't exactly establish what it was that scared her. He tries to find a compromise yeah, with her on, by putting up, not putting Trevenous. up, I'm sorry, but he, he's, he's trying very hard.
2: Yeah, I like this dialogue.
1: Yeah, it's cute. Mm-hmm. I should probably establish that uh, Dan, much like a lot of our guests, was a drama person along with most of us. So we are very much into uh, speaking words very well and doing stuff really well, also known as acting. Mm, Achtung. Achtung means attention in German. I thought it meant danger. No, it means attention. What does danger mean in
0: German? You I, know? I don't know, I'm not German. Ha, <laughs> right, you're one of them poles. It's like when
1: they go Achtung, it means that Ach-tung, they want you to listen to me. And they yelled it a lot in the Nazi death camps. So, <laughs> fun, fun, fun. No, oh, it was
0: a fun treat
1: here on. It was S- also in Sunnysong. Ah, no, it's Luke and Peveril, right? Yeah, I it mean is. Luke and Bullish. <laughs> no, you confused me. No take backs. I'm Luke and you're Peveril. Ah, that's a bit cute. Mm, I'm hugging my co-star's daughter.
0: Speaking as to like how she was perceptive as to like that he deceived her or something. Honestly, I think she is a lot smarter than the other one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't think that's a reach. I don't think she'd say that Nissan is poop to a computer oh, God. <laughs> this is boring I'm me is poop let me
0: ask you something gents if you had if you can only have one kid mm-hmm. would you have a son or a daughter I reckon daughter me too
2: uh, I'd say I, I'd probably like a son really yeah I'll
0: come just cause
2: I don't know they seem they seem cool <laughs> it's a, it's a generalisation. Strong Yeah, words. fair enough. We, when you look we, at... We,
1: yeah, we talked about it beforehand. We want a daughter because they're lame. lame. Yeah. Yeah. Strong words. <laughs> Strong, bewildering words. What were you saying, Dan? I interrupted you.
2: I don't know. They just seem... Uh, from what I see, like, I work in a liquor store and um, mm. I get a few amount of kids coming in. The, the boys seem like just a more fun out there personality than... Well, let, let's,
1: and, let's yeah. say the obvious. I mean, we're, we're, we're all men, so we understand boys more than girls. I mean, probably by default, I guess. Mm. At least the three of us. I don't know. Maybe,
0: I, uh, maybe it's because I, t- I have two brothers and they annoy me. They have annoyed me since I was a kid. I guess that's
1: just what brothers do. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I think we the, our lives, we've just been programmed to understand guys more. So I, it'd be understandable if you want a child of the same uh, Gendar as you
0: oh my god Craig-san is moving to Tokyo
1: Misha um, Moore's <laughs> got a nice smile Seth Green's got a nice excitement i just noticed that John Travolta like towers over Seth Green <laughs> well Seth Green's short and John Travolta's tall <laughs> yeah how old is John Travolta I wanna know uh, John Travolta's just like three years younger than Robin Williams yeah but like no I mean he's like six foot
0: five or something oh how tall yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know so... how
1: tall he is I imagine that he would be tall on average though Mm. No. You know what I found out the other day? What? You know Anthony Michael Hall? Yeah. Apparently he's like 188 centimetres tall. Really? Yeah, so like almost two metres. So he's really tall. Are which sure? which is sure? fun... Are you yeah, sure with- your centimetres right? Uh, yeah, because 100 centimetres is a metre, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what, you said 188. He's like 10, uh.
1: ce- like 10 centimetres taller than me. So- oh, I'm thinking of which feet is- ninjas. Yeah, no. I- Alright, look, the point is... He's a, he was very short in movies like The Breakfast Club. He's um, giant. Now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. I
1: myself am 5'7 and it sucks. Yeah, I'm about 5'10, 5, 5'11. 5, um, so right. I guess we just saw the scene where Craig Sahn got very happy was the scene where his character does a 180. Oh, I love this.
0: To. This song is You and Me by Lifehouse and it's one of the great songs of the late 90s, early 2000s.
1: Is it good as pretty fly like a white guy?
0: No, that's Offspring. Oh,
1: here we are back in the... Look, some
0: that's of them some are in red. red.
1: Yeah. And mm. rocking it too. Dude, maybe there's like... A special Huge. prison system. Like gangs, but like... Really yeah. cool gangs. So there's, there's a sign on the side that says that phone calls cannot exceed 10 minutes. <gasps> but um, the fact is sometimes it's not there.
0: Ah, oh, it looks like everything is going to resolve itself
1: just fine. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, Seth Green's going to do something incredibly stupid or anything. Yeah. Oh, Jason. So earlier they mentioned that um, the kids had not seen Friday the 13th Part 1 or Part 2, which are the two movies where Jason does not wear a hockey mask, I believe. Hmm, well, he's wearing it then. Because in the first movie, he's dead. And in the second movie, I think he's got like a sack on his head instead. Well,
0: I'm really not sure what... Um... Jason's uh, status is, vitally speaking?
1: Maybe they're like, three or above is bigger than one or two, so we'll make them watch a higher number movie. Maybe. So there's been a recurring gag in the movie where the son, who, as you mentioned before, is very smart, Indeed. keeps unplugging things to recharge his PSP. Wow, couldn't you just ask for a plug? Well, he-, he mentions that um he unplugs so many inconvenient things when there are better things he could unplug. Oh my God! So they are running late to a conference call. And the kids are. I, I like how they don't really address that they're making such a big mess. Yeah,
2: I mean, at least they're independent. I'm sorry, but these ki-
0: he dotes on these kids. He tries his best, and what do they give him in return? Not be, a lot. To be
1: fair, it's not like they're doing it to spite him. No, but uh, they're just maybe being very, just very stupid. Be so we have Nishimura and Riku. Is there
2: a reason that Travolta has been wearing black this whole movie? Um,
1: he's in mourning. Has Has Robin Williams been wearing white or brighter colors the whole movie?
2: Um. Oh, he's worn like. Flowy kind of.
1: I, believe. I, I guess the answer would have to be that it is a contrasting thing in that they are two friends but they are very different which makes them unique characters perhaps so here we have it turns oh, out Craig's dear. actually weird and he didn't do the job he was really excited that he got yep because he is obsessed with karaoke mm. and on top of that they were late ooh That's not very good Nishimura is not happy Mm -hmm. And you know He's been very happy Throughout this whole movie And Oh boy So It brings the conflict To the table That they Have to move to Tokyo
0: So in conclusion This is all
1: Seth Green's fault Seth Green, you were so normal throughout this movie, yeah. almost. Then
0: you let loose in the worst possible way. Then you
1: remembered that you like karaoke, yeah. and you're in a country where the word is normally said a lot. Yeah. Because people like karaoke.
2: Do you guys like Seth Green as an actor?
0: Well, I like him very much as a voice actor, because if there are any Mass Effect fans out there, he's the voice of Joker, who is one of the best characters.
1: We had a discussion in the Scooby-Doo 2 episode about whether we like him or not, and the general consensus was... We all like Seth Green. What do you think, Dan?
2: Uh, I'm not. I don't really agree. I, I just don't like his face. Mm.
0: Is it because it looks like a mouse?
1: A weasel. I a think. weasel. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the red hair. So, look, you said that you like him as a voice actor. So, is your like ideal character Chris Griffin?
0: Uh, funny you should mention that because actually, <laughs> I freaking hate him as Chris Griffin. But that's because I kind of don't like Family Guys, So, there's maybe a that's...
1: monkey in my closet. Shut
0: up, I'll check.
1: <laughs> I liked him in the Austin Powers movies. Hmm. He didn't seem as short in those.
0: Maybe he had lifts in his shoes.
1: Maybe it's because Mike Myers isn't that tall either. Maybe. Because Mike Myers played Dr. Evil. I'm sure he played some other character in that movie no, The as day
0: well. I found out that he played Austin Powers and Dr. Evil... And, and Fat Austin. Bastard and, and Fra- Goldmember... I flipped out. With
1: every movie, he does one new character.
0: What a masterful talent. He also played Shrek, if anyone remembers Shrek... Yeah, Shrek, think it Shrek's
1: the Irish pony from the movie Ice Age. Hmm.
0: But I would just like to touch on the fact that as much as this movie might be about the kids, they've had a little or no character development. Like there's nothing really substantial to them. Yeah,
1: I've I've already been talking about that. Remember? No, I I'd like I'd like to Echo the point,
0: mm. and just bring it up now. Oh, you—you—you've
1: now observed what I was talking about. Yeah, mind. like
0: when I first made that remark, that was earlier on. Mm. Now more of the movie has occurred, and yeah, nothing is happening.
1: Yeah, it, Like I said, it's more like you see it all from the adult perspective, not so much from the kids. So the the narrative is very much centered around. It's two best friends, but mostly Robin Williams, let's be honest. And uh, yeah, and his best friend, Charlie, who's played by Jean Travolta, just to remind everyone, because we haven't said that a million times in this episode yet. It is about them... I, ha- I was going to say coming of age, but they are old dogs. like coming of
0: belated age.
1: Yeah. Isn't that really weird? It's a movie about people, and the whole gag is that they're old, but they coming of age isn't really the right word but they are learning how to be more responsible responsible yeah more a different a different type of adult from what they are away yeah. from the bachelor yeah so we got like you know the not lady killer but like ladies man and we got the nervous be- uh, guy and they're learning how to be not maternal because that's motherly isn't it P- paternal yeah. paternal yeah. yeah nuclear a fatherly eye <laughs> nuclear Oh yeah, you're right. There is a two parents, Yeah. a little boy, little girl, and a dog.
0: And here's a plane. I wonder how oh, long. Oh shit,
1: you're right. It is a plane.
0: You know that like that classic setup. We got the red carpet leading up to the steps, and you have the uh, the planes like staff standing in a line next to it.
1: Mm-hmm. How long do you think they have to stand there? Like um, how early do they get there? If they're extras, they have to wait for the limo to come. <laughs> Shut up. I do like how the carpet was so long and they drove, like, less... More than halfway down it. Yeah. Did that make sense, or should I reword that?
0: Uh, no, that's fine. I wasn't really listening anyway. Okay,
1: look, it's a long carpet, but they come out, like, near the edge of the plane anyway. So they don't have to start from
0: the very end of the carpet. Well, thank God... Uh, uh, This is what I really want to know. They ascend the steps, they get in, who... Like, does someone
1: fold it up and they take it with them, or...? I've mentioned this at the end of a few episodes as a joke, but in the movie Story of Ricky there is a whole gag about like, oh, the owner of the prison's coming, quick, roll out the carpet. Yeah. Like, just before the limo arrives.
0: Ah, here we are having a laugh again. A good old laugh. Yankee ingenuity. Yankee doodle dandy. Oh god, don't show him the (laughs) smile, please. I've had enough
2: oh
1: god (sighs) and it wasn't it's not as extreme as it was earlier so yeah maybe it was like botoxed or cgi'd or something oh god i hope it was cgi not botox (laughs) i don't know it was very extreme joke dying for your art the american sports
0: market is a
1: minefield yeah i like how they haven't really seen too much of their job aside from these business meetings like at one point you saw like a. a cardboard cutout of a basketballer behind them, but other than that, not too much.
0: This part surprises me not at all. When I saw it, I'm just like, it, it, "Have you seen um, Daddy Daycare?"
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just like that th- when he's th- going through his files and yeah. he finds a picture of his kid room and it's like.
1: Which, by the way, I think that will be on the show eventually. Oh, good.
0: Well, that is a classic. Yeah. Uh, that. Who's the guy that plays opposite Eddie Murphy? It's not Kevin James. But uh, looks a it's, bit like
1: it's been too long. I don't know, yeah. man. But um, this is the scene where I always thought that Nishimura was almost out of character because I would have thought that like him seeing the uh, sorry, hold on, did they see the family video? No, him?
0: but oh, they may have heard it. I'm not sure if the yeah, audio. Was
1: I, I I thought that it would be like kind of oh, this guy is really upset. Like they'd be really sympathetic towards him. But then when the scene ends, uh, yeah, how could you have tanked up that meeting? How oh, was... does that mean
0: that? Oh, never mind. Um, what no, it doesn't matter it's probably not important
1: well you can say it anyway if you want
0: No, I already forgot what I was going to
1: say ah uh, fair enough you're just going to call me handsome and Dan not uh, just I'm me
0: sorry Bartek I must not tell lies and
1: Daniel Visser it's time for the fight scene but no they're they're in Japan so they gotta
0: behave. yeah man tan
1: <sighs> yeah so this is kind of like the typical uh, friendship not tuffle kerfuffle this is the fastest fight, like, you know, they're just moving so quickly, but they're still fighting. Don't you love it when, like, conversations happen over a long period of time, and you just imagine, like, the between shots? Yeah, right? Are they, like, saying anything? Or? Like, in the movie, there's a movie called Garbage Pail Kids, which is really bad, and there's... I've a, heard of that. Yeah, there's a part where, um, a girl is driving the little boy main character, Yeah. and, like, the the little boy asks her a question, and then it cuts to night time, and then she, like, answers the question. <laughs> So it's a very bad use of it. Look at this guy. Aw,
0: look at his face. His? Oh, he didn't say anything.
1: Lazy pooch dog hotel. Old dogs. Oh ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh. ho ho A dog hotel. What a lovely place. So this is a uh, very happy scene because John is smiling. Yeah. And it turns out that. They tried to tell him, but they couldn't reach him.
0: Do you realise that, as far as um, this movie goes... You know that website, dot com?
1: I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um... That'd be a spoiler. Well, there we go. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I've said it a few times, but I'm a cat person, so I've never owned a dog. But, uh... My cat is... About
0: 13 years old at this point. Uh, Seth Green's back and he's out for pen-
1: penitence, not revenge. Penitence? Is he even doing anything? He's like just kind of giving an excuse and then hanging up, so... Yeah. I don't really know what's going on there.
0: Oh I'm my not- god, that's the best excuse I've ever heard. I was... My birth was premature, so it has fucked me up from, <laughs> from the get-go. <laughs>
1: Fremont... Remont. Remember, guys, it's backwards. Foresh- it says it's foreshadowing. I don't know, spelled backwards. Tnom earth. Tnom earth.
2: I find this a really weird scene because um, it it goes to um dog dog reactions. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> um... really.
1: Well, Dan, no. at the end of Snow Dogs, the dogs go to a wedding, and you see their reaction is there too. And yeah. in that movie, dogs, their facial expressions are CGI so that they wink and smile and stuff, so, you know.
2: Aren't dog reactions meant to be mostly comedic?
1: Well, in that movie it was very dramatic. So like, what I want to know about this scene is, what? it's mostly questions brought up by the fact that Robin Williams has a dog in his hands. Is it his dog? Do they give a dog to everyone so they, they can have, have a dog yeah, next dog to themselves the at the gate? Because it's not, estab- it's not established that Robin Williams owns a dog. So, did people just bring their own, and anyone who didn't have one got a dog? Or, I mean, this questions, seems to this seems to imply that dogs do belong to them, but I don't I don't know. I mean, if we were to be really like tied us, we'd say like, oh well, the people who made this movie hired the dogs. Like, yeah, that's not what we're asking. <laughs> we're asking about the characters. I had a, my year 12 media teacher, who was my favorite teacher in VCE, he did a lot of stuff like that when he asked us, like, where did this newspaper come from? And we were all like, oh, the newspaper company? He's like, no, it came from the prop department. Ah, oh, shit. Our guest who was on the Meet Dave episode, Reese McKenzie, we very much liked that teacher.
0: I'll ask about him next time I see Reese. Oh, we've got endless stories. Endless stories. This is big, Charlie. Yeah, so
1: we kind of just talked over the whole period of the film where they're having,
0: like, a fight. About the lowest point of the movie, we just skipped all
1: that. Yes, but we talked about fun stuff, I'm sure. I'll listen to the episode back, and I'll tell you. I'm sure
0: the listeners will enjoy it just as much as we did. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, but during this period, yeah, John Travolta discovers that his dog dies, and when his friend comes to cheer him up, it kind of fixes it. So it's almost like the dog's... Was sacrificed to fix.
0: Yeah, right. Oh my mm. god, that's so problematic. Mm. Is that. Ah. Oh. Like the old dog has yes, passed indeed. on so
1: that the old dogs can move on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Seth Green is back messing shit up. Just so we don't miss it, I just want to say he does a fantastic face in this scene, right here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? Yes, what? was that, that even in. Re- what was that a reaction of,
1: like. Them telling that... him to shut up. I know, but it was. I don't know. It's like, what are you guys telling me to shut up for? Yeah. <laughs> There's a monkey in my closet. And
0: this security guard does not care.
1: <laughs> oh, this security guard. He makes a joke about Seth Green. This guy looks familiar. Yeah, he's black.
0: Uh, th-
1: <laughs> Well, he said three big ones. I thought he was handing $300. Yeah. I like how hyper Seth Green is now. That, like, he's scared that they're going to... Shall him. not pass. <laughs> That's one of the best lines. Yeah. So he calls... He said to them that... You've already got a son, And he pointed at Seth Green. And Seth Green gave a... What? Face.
0: Danny boy. The funny thing is, this, um, this scene that comes up... Mm-hmm. This was prominent in all the ads I saw for the movie.
1: You mean Which... where, where they end up?
0: Yeah, which is mm. funny. It makes it seem like it's one of those wacky hijinks that happens in the middle of the movie. Mm. But it's actually not.
1: Yes, and, and this scene has a very significant thing regarding the theme of this month.
0: Come on, Seth. go got to use those weenie little arms.
1: Weenie little arms. Oh, look, it's a unicorn. Oh, they're real. Holy shit. Oh, I, thought they were- I, thought <laughs> I knew they- it this whole time. I thought they were mythical, but no. <gasps> oh, my God. So you can already tell from their surroundings that, like, you know that they're not where they're where the people are supposed to be. Mm. So you're just wondering at this point, okay, what animal are they with? They're that one.
0: You know what? I read something the other day. It said, "You, know, it's a silverback gorilla doesn't have access to gym equipment, so we've probably never seen one at full potential."
1: Mm. You ever think about that? No, no but now Thinking I think about it now. Yeah. Mm. So. I mentioned that this is very related to the month, and you're thinking, uh, Papa, that's not a dog, that's a gorilla. Well, no, it's related to the other theme of this month. The fact that every movie we've done this month had a junior in it. I don't know whether it's a guy in a costume or if it's a guy making the gorilla noises, but the guy that plays the gorilla is a junior. I've forgotten what his wow. name is, but as soon as this movie ends, I promise you, I'm pointing oh, at the shit. microphone that I will tell you what his name is.
0: I'm really upset that Seth didn't get hit in the face with that tire. Well, oh, he already got one
1: nut shot. Yeah. Are He's... you upset that there isn't a third time's a charm and it gets hit in the nuts once more?
0: Seth, like, in terms of expressiveness, Seth is giving Cuba Gooding Jr. a run for his money right now.
1: Look at that. Yeah, but he like, s- does the same scream like three times in this scene. I series. know, but it's so funny to watch. <laughs> and then he runs away. And then he runs away. Okay, whose enclosure are you in now, buddy? I did li- I really liked this scene for what animal it was and how they react. Chittering. Because they do the Hollywood thing of, Oh, penguins, I love penguins, everyone loves penguins. And then the penguins are like, we're not lovable. Are you kidding me, mate? They're like,
0: mine. Save yourselves. <laughs> uh, Bartek Jacino, so you know, if that were you and I... I would tell them to feast on the pole and so I could make my escape.
1: Yeah, but they're used to the North Pole or South oh. Pole. They're used to the South Pole, so they'd be like, oh, Italian food. This and I'd is like, just yep. like
0: that scene. Oh, that's cute. Sort of.
1: So, you know... He
0: my... doesn't look overly scared. Are you sure? He's yelling help. Yeah, it's, it's
1: very much played for comedy, so he like, screams and sings and hums and the gorilla really likes wow. him.
0: what a triple threat.
1: Pretty gay, but you know, it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> Remember that, guys. You heard it here first.
1: That it's pretty gay or I suppose. Okay. Oh gay. Okay then. Oh dude, you see that gumball machine? Twenty cents and that you get a gumball. Is he gonna get to the birthday party? Let's find out. So we haven't really mentioned it, but his daughter in this movie, uh, said that she thinks of him as a... she thought of him as a superhero when she learnt that she had a dad And that's like the reason why he wasn't around ah. So this is sort of like coming back to that So hold on, he had money So why didn't he bribe the guy to let him in Instead of the Travolta giving him <laughs> $3 Doug the Missile Why does he have to wear the
0: outfit? Can't he just put the thing on? Because he wants to be a superhero ah, Or a right. jetpack yeah. The
1: jetpack's like, oh, transport Come on man, you can do it Yeah, this reminds me of the good old days Where I played San Andreas all the time
0: now oh, I thought you were about to say the good old days when I would regularly shoot into the air with my backpack rocket.
1: Well, if I was to, you know, put myself in CJ's shoes, then yes, that's what I was doing in San Andreas. I memorized the code to get the jetpack, and we will just play the whole game like that. But you could only use submachine guns when you wore it, fun fact. I don't know why, but
0: yeah. What does that line even mean? I'm the wind beneath your wings. You're on the ground, you are helpless. Because,
1: I mean, if there was no air oxygen, how would birds fly? So you are the thing that lifts me up. You are the thing that makes me move.
0: Seth Green looks oddly like... You know, his spot in that gorilla's
1: arms is kind of, like, appropriate. Well, that's... The gorilla seems to think so. The gorilla doesn't really understand that, like, it's quite non-consensual.
0: But just as he was about to land...
1: No, actually. He doesn't really get to the landing part. No crashing mm, yeah well it's not like he makes a mistake it's yeah <laughs>
0: can i just say that as the lamest name for a superhero father man
1: hey dude if you didn't have a father father man would be awesome that means his nemesis
0: is probably something like dad hole dad hole yeah like asshole but dad
1: hole no it'd be single man villain single man
0: I hope there's no electricity in that, otherwise he's probably
1: dead. I can't see it having electricity.
0: I have to say, this movie has a pretty good soundtrack. Even just this yeah. part that he's singing All Out of Love. That's by, um... Oh,
1: look at the that gorilla.
0: That's by... Who's that by? Bort? I don't know, I'm not a music guy. Dan, who sings All Out of Love?
2: I know Mercury 4 did a cover.
0: Well, that'll do. Why am yeah, asking Dan? Do.
1: Dan will tell you about the Pokemon theme song.
0: You know how he's wearing red here? This reminds me of that line of his in Mrs. Doubtfire when he says, I do a great impression of a hot dog.
1: You know? Does he do a great impression of a hot dog?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, it it is actually the thing. Cool, man.
1: Is it like in Austin Powers' The International Man of Mystery where Austin Powers um, does an impression of a man in a nutshell? No, actually. It's nothing like that. Oh. I thought, because that scene was really good. Because I believed him, because he said, help, I'm a man in a nutshell. Mike Myers, he's great. We should we should do a movie with him in it. But we must conclude this one. But we can't, because he's in all the great movies. Maybe Shrek 4. Shrek 4 was actually not bad.
2: I haven't seen that one.
0: That was the one where they went back in time, right? Was that That three? was the
1: one where Shrek was sent to an alternate dimension where he didn't get yeah. Fiona, so he got
0: to be a I'm ogre pretty, again. I'm pretty sure that was back in time, wasn't
1: it? It was Shrek Forever After.
0: Yeah. That was creepy.
1: Yeah, I was surprised at how good it was, actually. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought it'd be bad, but no, it's good. <laughs> but where's Charlie? Where oh, that is was Seth Greeners.
0: All right, it's your chance to escape.
1: Yes, and he realises it, too. Dude, he looks really scared. Run. Ooh. Oh, we're all intense here, like, Dan's <sighs> forward. I'm, like, uh... watching...
0: my god (laughs) there's no escape from the fortress of the mole.
1: one year later
0: oh he's telling another story who saw this coming
1: ladies and gents so just to you know give a quick rundown uh, Nishimura called them back and said you know what we want a family man so you are gonna be the guy and well that just kind of fits perfectly into what he becomes and also to Nishimura's friendly nature that we saw earlier in the movie and Jack Shepard comes back one last time. Which I really liked. And look, Jean Travolta had a baby with the bereavement girl. Mm hmm.
0: Ah, I now remember where I have seen. It. You know the scout leader? He looked familiar? Uh, yeah? He's the brother of one of the guys from Entourage. So that's why he looked familiar.
1: Ah, okay.
0: The Japanese executives need a shout out. Thanks, Kenan, Akira, Shiro, Yoshio, Seiji, and Keisuke. You were great. Muppets were in this movie. and Oh, lucky the dog's real name is Sebastian. Oh, there you go. Gorilla. Yeah, Tom Tom Woodruff Woodruff, Jr. Jr. There we go. We continue the The, trend.
1: There we go. All five movies had dogs in it, and either had dog or do in the title, and there was a junior in the cast. Oh, and here's Louise Guzman and Dax Shepard reenacting the scene where they mix up the pills. Like anyone could think they knew where it was going. And how do you end the movie but with one more... Very nice smile. Oh, With many people doing it, though. Jesus. And let's... Yay! Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Why does the baby look
0: that way? Did they let the baby <laughs> have a <the> pill?
1: <laughs> well, they were like anti seasickness pills. And, you know, babies, mm. they they vom all the time.
0: Can I also point out that the music playing right now was also used to um, in the closing credits of Mr. Deeds, which is actually a really good movie. And this is a good song. So... Mm. It's mainly yeah.
2: Brian Adams who did the music?
0: Yeah,
1: he wrote a song for this movie, I believe. Ooh, did it win Best Original Song? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, tomorrow we'll find out what the 2015 and 2016, the year's best song from last year was. We're going to find hmm. out. But this is not where we talk about appreciated masterpieces like what the Oscars do. Yeah. Even, though, even though I've already established I'm excited for it. But No! But no. Now is the part where we give our final thoughts. How about we start with Dan? Um... Well, I
2: feel like I would need to watch it again with sound um, to give a proper review.
1: Okay, but from what you've learned from this experience of watching it with us, what do you reckon, this movie? Like, what what is the great thing that comes from it?
2: The depth perception
1: oh okay so we were looking at kind of from like a family angle but you're thinking of it more from like medical conditions and uh, how, how we perceive people and how they actually perceive things like we don't really get a good idea of how people with bad vision look
2: yeah I feel like you need to have something some something within you to be able to see this movie in a appreciative sense which I don't feel that the majority of people have. Thus, it is quite underappreciated, but... um, It didn't really resonate with me that much, this film. Mm -hmm. But I do enjoy the performances of Robin and, uh... Travolta. Travolta and Seth were kind of on par for me. (laughs) Um, But I'd probably give it a, like, a... Like
1: a four or five, out of four or five. Wow, the best rating system. I I really never thought of it that way. Of because mm. yeah, again, we were looking at it from the family value aspect, but you were looking at it from like the uh, not unappreciated people, but the the people who not not suffering, but are are struggling or have a condition that they can't get above. Indeed. Yes, I wasn't even thinking of that, and it really shows that when we have different guests on. They see different things in these movies.
0: Yeah, that's the human
1: condition, I believe. I give Dan a 5 out of 5. And I'm talking about Daniel Visser. Oh.
0: (sighs) Who's our guest today, in case he didn't say... Not not
1: implying that the other Dan doesn't get one. I'm just saying that I'm reviewing him now. But Luke, it's your turn now.
0: Alright. Well, as most of you probably know, this movie was castigated by critics. No one thought it was any good. But the thing is, I don't think it was that bad. I think... The fact that it was only about 90 minutes long helped a lot, because if it had been 120 minutes, I think there would have been a lot of unnecessary crap in there, but I think that Robin Williams actually tried for this one. It's certainly not one of his best, but he tried, and I'm inclined to uh, give him a pass, because the great man has unfortunately left us. Rest in peace, Robin. Mm. So, um, all in all, I was quite entertained, and I give this movie a smile out of frown. Ooh, man, that's, like, over 100%. Indeed. Yeah,
1: so do you reckon that this movie had, like, a moral?
0: I think the moral of the story is that... Old dogs can learn new tricks.
1: Oh, Luke, you must be friends with, like, every single person that made a review on this on IMDb, because that pun was used a lot.
0: Oh, God. Okay, can I have a different try, then? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. The moral of the story is that even if you're not good with kids... You just need one person who's sort of good at it to make you good as well. So you shouldn't be afraid of kids because they're more afraid of you than you are of them. Like sharks. Or spiders. Yes.
1: Gorillas. (laughs) I don't know about the gorilla in this movie, but maybe. I don't know, Dan. Okay, so now I give my final thoughts and honestly I'm surprised. I don't know if I can top you guys on how well you guys did. Basically, I saw this movie as a character study on the two main characters, the old dogs, Dan and Charlie. They start off the movie very much unlike how they end off the movie. Yeah. Not only of the year, because a year passes, and but even just the experiences that happen in those two weeks. Let me just swallow the saliva that's building in my mouth. <laughs> because it makes me talk a little bit. Ah. They learn through discussion, through practice, through finding outside people, through even creating disasters, like when they go to the, uh, the, the camp. Yeah. And, and they meet the, the very interesting characters at the camp. And, you know, the movie, it does a lot of bizarre things that might just baffle some critics and make them give it a bad review just based on that. But it really shows that life, you never know what it's going to throw at you and that you're always learning. Indeed. Like, you know, you use the whole old dogs can learn new tricks, they can't learn new tricks. Well, life isn't about tricks. It's about being a person. And their persons definitely changed through this movie through their experiences. And as a result, they became more paternal. They became better people, even if they already started out, you know, relatively good. I mean, they weren't criminals. No, the 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 one thing they destroyed in this movie, the statue. The guy was a dick.
0: That's true. So he was probably a dirty colonist. Dirty what? Colonist. Colonist. Oh,
1: oh, from like the colonial days. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm saying you probably slaughtered countless indigenous people.
1: Well, you know, that's us
0: assuming, but like.
1: You know, when a movie can't give you all the answers, you do have to read into it for yourself, and even ignoring the story, that's something that we can get out of this movie, too, because there are a lot of things unanswered, like, did the hand model... Yeah. Know, did her hand out. get destroyed? Did, um, I want to know. Who owned that dog at the very end of the movie next to Seth Green? Uh, what, did the, what did they go through with Seth Green after that? Because they were still very angry at him in that last scene, the second last scene. So... It's a movie that teaches you how to get better in life, and then, even if it seems like it's ending with a happily ever after, anything could happen, and we just hope for the best. So I give this movie a wow out of a whoa. Huh. That's quite the rating. Yeah, almost so, almost a perfect score. Yeah. Is that a whoa or a wow? Wow. Whoa. Like, whoa. with an A after the O. Okay. It's like a wow out of a... Whoa! <laughs> right. Wahoo. So this is uh, my favourite part, where... Ah, yes. We read reviews. And I have eight fantastic reviews. <laughs> um, I will admit, a lot more of these are negative than what we are used to on the show. Love, right but right I, is the spice of life. Yes, but I do find some positive ones and some, of course, funny ones. So this first one is one of the longer ones for this week. It's called... If you like this movie, you are part of the reason why Western Civilization is doomed. Okay, that's quite the plan. One star out of ten, and this movie is from 2009, so around the time this movie came out. This is the movie that has me rethinking the policy of the cultural lifetime pass. If you made a record or a painting or a movie that helped lift up the stances of culture and made the world a better place... Even for a brief moment, then I think you should get a pass if you're forced to make Drek to put food on the table. Drek, I think is misspelt, but I mean it's phonetically the same. I'll oh, forgive him. <clears throat> I was ready to give Robin Williams his pass for reality. What a concept. Moscow on the Hudson and Insomnia. Dot John Travolta had a potential pass for pulp fiction and get shorty. Seth Green gave us robot chicken. Matt Dillon, Bernie Mac. Amy Sedaris and Margaret, for God's sakes. Ladies and gentlemen, no longer. I hereby revoke your passes. Oh. This movie was a pile of trite, cliched garbage. Oh. You could have slotted any other actors into these roles and you would have gotten the same result. A lot of mugging, a lot of canned reactions, and a lot of tired, nutshot jokes. This was such bland pablum. That's a good word. Yeah. That I should have walked out, but I was dragged to this flick with family. Oh. Not with the family, with my... The... With family. Hmm. So, was the paycheck worth it? Probably. Seeing how so many people gave it a 10 rating and I'm mocking the critics who rightly called out this turd for what it is. (laughs) More and more people will pay good money to see Seth Green get cuddled by a gorilla or watch Williams and Travolta go through the same list of gay panic jokes. And in brackets... With a little racism thrown in for extra flavour. Ah,
0: uh, that would be the tan scene. Yeah,
1: with that that was excreted on screen for wild hogs. Oh, yeah, I guess that movie had the same problems or something. Mm. Keep polishing that turd, folks. It won't change what it is now. I'm sorry, I added the now. It just won't change what it is. Mm. Don't force the ones you love to see this movie. Stay home. Read a book. Play a board game. Do anything but see this waste of time. Please, for the sake of the children, I beg you, do the merciful thing and put down old dogs. So there's our first dog pun. I'm
0: sorry, that last sentence could be construed a bad way. I need you to go out
1: and start killing elderly (laughs) dogs. Well, it was in brackets, old dogs. Uh, So, like, the title that you can't italicise on these, so you've got to put it in brackets. The second review. Save your money. Two out of ten stars, also 2009. (laughs) You worked hard for your paycheck which is a lot more than can be said for anyone involved in this movie. Like an old dog that needs a bath, this thing stinks something awful. So there's a dog simile. Robin Williams and John Travolta have done better. Unfortunately, in this outing, neither delivers. It's not enough to prance into camera view and call that acting. To label their performances as phoned in is being too generous. All they do is mug and mechanically recite lines. Warm and fuzzy scenes look contrived and phony. Comical scenes are about as funny as having your teeth pulled out by a wench and no know
3: anas-
0: What? Is that wench wench? I'm
1: and sorry, wrench? I'm sorry, I misread that. Having your teeth pulled out with a wrench I and no so. anesthesia. That makes and sense. no, not even anesthesia would help you endure this movie. The touchy-feely premise is this. Two obnoxious swinging single midlife crisis guys are old friends and business partners. Through some dumb circumstances, and in brackets, one that has kids he didn't know about. So original, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They wind up with two kids to care for. Idiotic, yes. Original, no. Interesting, definitely not. Writing is flat, the rest of the cast is flat, the plot is flat, and their director should be banned from making movies ever again. The story goes nowhere, and is never involving. The characters are not likeable and the intended laughs are as sparse as igloos in the Sahara Desert. It even stoops to the old groin injury bit. And then Colin, sad. (laughs) At least the title makes sense. It's all old stuff and it's a dog. Well, you can't argue with that. The movie's a dog and it's It's old stuff. It's (laughs) a dog. Okay, so this next review is a six star review and one thing I know, no, 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 no. For some reason, all the six-star reviews I read, with the exception of one, were all really positive.
0: Then why did they give it more stars? I don't
1: know, but everyone who gave this movie a 6 stars seemed to really like the movie. Alright, read on. So yeah, more than the seven-star people, I think. All right. so this one's called Not As Bad As I Expected. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a rigging endorsement. Yeah,
1: most of them are like that. Six stars, and it's from 2009. While looking for a family Thanksgiving movie... I realised I only had two options. This or Twilight. Since there was no way in hell I was going to see Twilight, I decided to read some review and go see this. Oh, God, the reviews were awful. (laughs) After seeing this film, I will admit it's not that bad. The acting is, for the most part, good. And some of the jokes are funny. Admittedly, this joke runs way too long. Too felt with one O, And not to spoil it, but the producers could have at least... So I cut at least 15 mins out of it that drag the whole movie down it'd go see it again at least it doesn't have glittering vampires all right well this next one is eight stars and the title is old guys who are still trying to keep everything together 2009 this one's prefaced this review may contain spoilers look away John Travolta and Robin Williams are a great comedic duo with their slapstick comedy throughout this movie. This movie shows what best friends are like and what situations friends get you into.
0: Yeah, my friends all have Japanese spears on their walls. Uh, Poison
1: tipped at one point. Poison tipped,
0: yeah.
1: Friends will stand by you no matter what your situation is. Never make a promise to a kid unless you can make it happen. (laughs) Even though you might have trouble with parenting at first... You will get the hang of it and find a better person you never know you could become. Hey, that's my moral. Yeah. Once you have decisions that you have already made, it's hard to go through with them when you want something else. Talking about the climax. It shows you real-life situations of what could happen if you find out something unexpected in your life and anyone can relate to these situations. All of this will be shown throughout this movie, which makes it an interesting one to watch. Robin Williams has been out of the picture for some time, but was last seen as the voice of Roosevelt in the latest Night at the Museum and in World's Greatest Dad. In fact, in Night at the Museum, he also played the actual actor, not just the voice, but... Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: close. Uh,
1: John Travolta, I had last seen as Ryder in The Train Hijacker on The Taking of Pelham 123. That was actually a great movie. Yeah, which is a really great action movie starring Denzel Washington, too. Yeah. Both actors have come a long way and are going through tough times in their lives. They come out shinning in this movie made by Disney and are very. Shin- fe- yeah, two ends Shinning. Just like the Simpsons episode. Yeah. In this movie made by Disney and are very funny and fun to watch in this movie together. I'd like to read that sentence again. Yeah. They come out shinning in this movie made by Disney and they are very funny and watch to watch in this movie together. These movie twice, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, my head hurts. <laughs> yeah. Also, Bernie Mac has made an appearance in this movie and it was great to see him since he'll be forever missed. Mm. This movie will have you laughing throughout and leaves you with a great message in the ending. And that's the end of the review. That's not going to tell us what it is? No. <laughs> Alright, another six-star review. A good dose of spray-on fun. Ah, uh, you
0: think that's a pun or something? Yeah,
1: and this is 2010. Not 2009. This movie was funny, heartfelt, and good. By far one of the better comedies I've seen come out in 2009. The same year as Meet Dave, I believe. Hmm. The cast of Old Dogs is really good, as everyone has great on-screen charisma, and everyone is a gifted actor. So that works well in a great way. I like Robin Williams, but I must say that John Travolta did a really good job in this movie. Brackets. I, and I am usually not a big fan of his work. The movie is good for fun and laughter, whether you sit down to watch it alone, with your significant other, or with your whole family. There is something in this movie for everyone. Old dogs have a somewhat sassy story. Old dogs have a somewhat sassy story. Should be has, but okay. Sure. It was a Disney product after all, but it worked out well anyway. I was thoroughly amused throughout the entire movie, and I was laughing a lot as well. The majority of the movie revolves around comedy, but the drama aspect of the story worked well entwined with the comedy. It came together as a heartfelt wholesome a heartfelt
2: wholesome oh, yeah
1: that's all it says. I recommend this movie warmly for its good story and laughs and I say this movie is the type that you will pick up again and watch at a later time. It's true for Daniel yeah you, Maybe. Said, you, Maybe. you Maybe. said you would you said you would That was a very positive review and again, only six stars. Alright, the next movie. Do not be afraid of these old dogs. This is an 8 star review from 2009. Old Dogs is a complex period piece on the gerontology of the animal species and it will receive a plethora of Oscar nominations. Oh god, no, in one of these. No, I am just dogging you. Old Dogs stars Robin Williams as Dan and John Travolta as Charlie. Team Danley so, so, sort of speak... What I, I think he means so to speak. You're right. <laughs> Team Danley, sort of speak. It's like he's doing like a like a Tumblr shipping yeah. thing where he mixes their yeah. names. Yeah. So Team Danley, in brackets, sort of speak, are two middle-aged BFF who are also business partners of a New York sports marketing firm. Oh, so that's what they do. Yes. Uh... Dan has been divorced twice Even though one was an annulment from a one night stand Due to crazy partying in South Beach Charlie is still single living life as if he was in his twenties By picking up hottie Charlie's Angels left and right Jesus Christ (laughs) The premise (laughs) Sorry Deep breath the premise bark of Old Dogs is that Dan discovers he is a father of seven-year-old twins when the past one might when the past one night stand Vicky Kelly Preston suddenly meets up with him and throws the kid bomb at him. Dan still has the hots for Vicky, so in part of his courting in trying to get the Vicky's vapor back in his life, he agrees to care for his newfound kids. While Vicky is away to prison for two weeks for trespassing, I like how he doesn't really establish that she's going to prison, so he's like suddenly, oh, two weeks in prison for trespassing. Yeah, just felt like going. (laughs) Yeah. Dan is not exactly bait as being a prototype adult who works well with kids. A prototype adult? Yeah, prototypical, I think he means. So he asks Charlie for assistance during his daddy-o experience. Consequently, the slapstick kicks in during many of their experiences such as a brutal frisbee game during a camping weekend trip, Uh, a a prescribed drug mix-up that causes zany effect, and an uproarious zoo experience. Team Danley, at the same time they are caring for the kids, are also trying to lock up a lucrative business deal with a Japanese corporation. So of course these old dogs are turning Japanese. I think they are turning Japanese. I really think so.
0: Oh my god, he made the joke.
1: Yep. Old Dogs is silly, predictable, immature, and delirious. And in brackets, like this review. (laughs) At
0: least
3: you're
2: self-aware.
1: Yes. But somehow I could not stop laughing. Even though the film did not teach this old dog new comedic tricks, I still found it to be a guilty pleasure laugh riot. Okay. Travolta and Williams were moderately comedic playing their prototypical characters in this genre. He used the word this time, prototypical.
0: Oh, you got it right.
1: However, the young dog who was the top dog here was Seth Green with his gag fest performance assistant, Ralph. He was pretty good. I thought his name was Craig. but okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> Ralph. I, I don't know who's wrong, Have but... You, no, uh,
0: his name was Craig, I remember. Okay, because I
1: remember you called him Craig at one point, I'm like, oh, that's his name, I'll just remember that. Ralph, I don't know. thing to say. Someone's wrong here. His frightened gestures and screams were a comedic classic. So I am probably the only pseudo-critic who might give kudos to director Walt Becker and screenwriter David Diamond for their filmmaking of Old Dogs. But I cannot deny the fun I had in my dog day afternoon watching Old Dogs. Bark away your blues and fetch on Old Dogs today. Four four asterisks is good. I don't know... I don't know if he's trying to say fuck good, shit good, cut good, or... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he... uh, Shit good. Oh, maybe you know what? He gave it eight stars. Maybe he's giving it like four out of five, which doubled his eight out of ten. So maybe that's what's going on. That
0: seems really silly.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Next review. This one's a shorter one. And it's the second last one. Both of the last two are short. Count the bouncing microphones. What? Five out of ten from 2009. The acting and story in Old Dogs was just fine for this very light comedy. The cinematographer, however, should be drummed out of the industry. Oh, so many shots were poorly framed—chins and tops of heads cut off, or shot from the POV of the belly button. <laughs> Worst of all were the shots where the microphone and sometimes the entire boom holding the microphone was visible. Oh
0: my God, we need to go back. I and stopped find
1: it. I stopped counting after twenty-five. Tisk tisk. So distracting and unprofessional. It felt like we were watching the daily rushes or the video of the production and (laughs) not the final edit. Any film student who committed gas like that would have flunked out. I can't believe that Disney would release such an unpolished product. There has to be more to this story and I wish I knew what it was.
0: Can I just say I didn't... 25 he said and possibly more. Uh, He he stopped counting at 25. I didn't see a single one, did you guys? I
2: didn't. I didn't. There
1: might have that. been a reflection of one at a window at one point, but mm. other than that, no. And yeah, I like how he ends it by saying, there has to be more to this story, and I wish I knew what it was. Yeah. So it's like, it's a finished product, mate.
0: He's got to get to the bottom of
1: this. Alright, and the last review, which I love, but let me just make sure, yep. Alright, so this movie, <laughs> sorry, this review is called Totally Incorrect. What? It? 5 out of 10 stars, 2009. Alright, listen to this. Crap cells in. <laughs> <laughs> Old Dogs was just totally incorrect. For instance, they go to a zoo in Burlington, Vermont. I've lived in Vermont my, entire li- my whole life, and I have yet to ever see or hear of a zoo in Vermont. Also, it shows the Westford Correctional Center in Vermont. The best thing about this is I'm from Westford, Vermont. There is no traffic light, oh no sidewalks, God. and it is a tiny town with less than 2000 people. This movie was incorrect and they should do more research before they go do movies like this. But overall, after I got past those problems, the movie was pretty good. I thought this was a good role for Robin Williams and it had an interesting plot line to it.
0: Yeah, but what do you think of the movie? Well, <laughs>
1: and I I we haven't ever done this on the show, but I just want to point out, you know how IMDb reviews have number of people out of number of people found this review helpful? Yeah. 0 out of 17 people found this following review (laughs) useful. Sorry, man. And that is it for the IMDb reviews of this movie. So, effectively, we are finished with this episode, but do we have anything else we want to say? I mean, Dog Month is over. Ah, Dog Month is over. Yeah. Luke, you were in 3 out of 5 episodes. Yeah. What did you think of Dog Month?
0: I think... It was okay.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. That's very humble, Luke. Thanks. I couldn't think of anything else to say.
1: You you don't have to be humble because it's not your show. But I
0: thought it was a thrilling escapade of multiple canine proportions. Plus, Cuba Gooden Jr. got the shit kicked out of him, and we can all appreciate that. Yes.
1: You appreciated that, and one of the reviews from last week appreciated that. Yes. Daniel... What did, did you enjoy your experience in this episode?
2: Yeah, um, it was... I guess it was kind of like a pseudo-dog movie, but, um... Well, yeah, I, I enjoyed the experience. It, it was kind of like a... kind of a expected entertainment movie on... with the comedy that was used, but... Yeah, yeah it was eye-opening.
1: Cool. Well, everyone who has joined in and been listening people throughout these five episodes, and in fact of the ten before it, thank you very much for coming on to listen to the Dog Month Month Dogathon of Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces.
0: We hope you have enjoyed yourselves.
1: We hope you have enjoyed yourselves. We hope that you have found out how you can use the dog within you to better your lives because all of these movies have relatively happy endings yeah I
0: mean it's, so you, well a dog did die in this one so but it's no Marley in me oh <laughs> uh, yeah well yeah, well Marley
1: the is. dog wasn't really a major character in it that much uh, wash your mouth out with soap Bartek I'm not a duck or a chicken or whatever so thank you very much for listening and we hope you have a fantastic day bye